Hi guys, I'm Eli. And I'm Sam. And this is the 412 Christian Podcast. Welcome back today. It's been a break. We've been busy. But uh, today, Garrison cannot make it. He's actually in an internship at a church in Memphis. And they're having a VBS this week. And it's just our crazy schedules are hard to work out sometimes. But today, uh, it's just going to be us three. It's a little different, but we're going to make it the best we can. And today, we actually have Travis Creasy. Well, if you're watching this on YouTube, you probably already can tell that he's on here. Um, but if you're listening, um, he is a very wonderful guy, good Christian man. Um, he He's one of the best counselors at David's Lodge at Maywood. Um, but I'll have him tell you a little bit more about himself. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't know how much I owe you, Eli, for uh, all the nice things you said. But I am the campus minister at Riverside Christian Academy in Fayetteville, Tennessee. Uh, I've been there for 15 years. I've been married for 14 to the wonderful Whitney. Got two kiddos, Haley and Daniel, that we adopted in July of 19. And uh, I am the co-host of the Helping Healing Humor podcast. I do all the editing for that stuff to make Ben Hayes and Will Mayan, which y'all heard earlier, uh, look good. It's a tough job. Uh, we also have the Friday Refresh, which comes out every other Friday. It's a little three to five minute deal. But uh, man, it's great to be on here with you guys. I appreciate what you guys are doing, uh, especially being younger than me. It's really awesome to see uh, the younger generation being the leaders that they are. And so... Uh, wonderful influence here on the 412 Christian podcast. Well, uh, today we're discussing Romans 8, and we're just kind of going to break it up. And I'm, first, I'm going to be reading chapters 1 through 11. Eli's going to read chapters 18 through 30. So I'm going to get us started off reading chapters 1 through 11, Romans 8, 1 through 11. There is therefore no, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, for sin he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things according to the Spirit, things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to the God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you, Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to our mortal bodies, the Spirit who dwells in you. Great job, Sam. Uh, my encouragement with any text is to, in your own time here, we won't go do this now, but at least, obviously, to read the book in its entirety is the best approach. But if you can read the chapter before, the chapter of, and the chapter after, it gives you a tremendous amount of context. And so in Romans 7, you have Paul talking about in his individual body the, the struggle that he sees. And 
He ends the chapter with, Wretched man that I am, verse 24, who will deliver me from this body of death? And then you have that wonderful verse in eight, uh, verse 1 of chapter 8. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. It's Jesus. And so I love Romans 8. It's my favorite chapter. I don't know if that's why you guys picked me to come on here because I talk about it basically in every mm-hmm. sermon. But, you know, there are days where I'm thinking about universal thoughts, you know, the universal amazingness of God, his excellency. And then there are those times where are those days where I'm struggling and it's about just kind of getting through the day. And Mm. I think Romans eight handles both of those very well. The the beginning, which you just read is kind of about the struggle that I have, that you have, that Eli has, that everyone listening to this has uh, whether we believe in God or not, we all have this struggle. We're all on the struggle bus together. Uh, but there's this wonderfulness in Jesus. There's this just. There's two preacher terms that are explained in Romans eight: justification, justification, and sanctification. And you know, Romans eight one is justification. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. But then verse two through the rest of the chapter is, but He doesn't leave you there. Like Jesus dying right. for me is enough of a blessing that that would be enough for me to believe in him. But it doesn't end there. It's a great infomercial of the Bible, Romans 8. But wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I when we were reading, I liked where, how it kind of talks about, um, I think it's right here in verse 6. Now the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it is unable to do so. Those who are in the pl- in the flesh cannot please God. But it says that we are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If we, um, f- uh, if it, if the spirit lives in us, so like you know, it's pretty. It says it pretty uh, clear right there that as long as you follow Him and get baptized and do what He says. You're gonna have spirit living in you. Um, mm-hmm. Then you're not gonna be of the flesh, and you're not gonna be of the world. And um, you know you'll have a home with him in heaven eventually. Um, but I just thought that was kind of cool because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't beat around the bush at all. It's uh, it's if you if you do this and have spirit, um, have the spirit within you, then you're set. But if you don't, then you're not. You're going to be of the world and of the of the flesh. So. Usually, when I read, I'm, it's hard for me to understand everything because you're always so nervous about reading, like get every every single word right. Which is not. Yeah. It's okay if some of the words get wrong, but what really got me, I, I actually like was actually understanding because it it's hard sometimes. But it was in what Eli was highlighting, kind of in verse ten, where it says, "But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin." The spirit is life because of righteousness, and I just really get. I thought, like, like, I don't know. It's just like a little bit of excitement too, because mm-hmm. like it makes you feel like you're not of the flesh. Because it's hard to be, because you're 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 a person, <laughs> you're human. Yeah. But when you're um, you have a spirit that's alive, it's alive in Christ. Once you get baptized, when you because when you go on the water, you're alive in baptism, in the spirit, and the spirit just makes you alive because he's the they're the connecting from God to. Uh, to the to you, yeah. Uh, Romans eight one in Christ Jesus there is no mm-hmm. condemnation. Both of you mentioned being 
in Jesus, which he covers in Romans 6, which is a part of the context of 7 mm-hmm. and 8, that to get into him. And then to your point about the hostility, there are a lot of people out there running around going, but I feel this way, and, and it's okay that you feel that way, uh, but we also have to understand that our feelings are not truth. They're not fact, mm-hmm. and we validate people's feelings. Man, I, I really hate that you're feeling that way, or maybe you have this desire and desires in themselves are not wrong. God gives us desires of our heart. The problem is, is the flesh perverts those desires. I want this now and not really in the way that God wants me to. And so it's kind of this trusting God to provide what we need when we need it. And even more impressive is God provides what we want a lot of times, but when we need it, uh, yeah. you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things and all these things will be added to you. Um, you know, and the things that we want change over time. You guys being teenagers, the things that you want are your greatest desire. If you told them to me at 41, I might think, yeah, you'll get over that, right? That, that'll change. And right. somebody, if I told my desires to somebody 20 years older than me, they might be like, yeah, that'll change. You're mature. You'll mature your way out of that. And none of those things are necessarily wrong in themselves, it's how we go about getting them. We all want to be loved. We all want to feel love. Uh, but the flesh's idea of how to get that is not always, and I would say most of the time, not in accordance with what God is telling us. I think Lonnie Jones said we have two compasses in our pocket. And let's say the first compass we pull out is our gut feeling. Well, this is how I feel like this ought to happen. But so often, I'll speak for my own life, that's not in accordance. The flesh is hostile towards God. Uh, Jesus basically says all the problems of life come from your heart. Or for us guys, it's our gut. And our <laughs> gut feeling is not all. If somebody slaps me in the face, my gut feeling in reaction is to slap them right back. Right. But that's not of the spirit. And it's a sanctification process. I'm better at some things than I was when I was at your age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm still not complete. It's not over until God says it's over. So and it's and it does get hard at some points when you you have to realize that like you were saying that it's not on our timing. Um, it's when God wants it to happen and it's going mm-hmm. it's going to happen at uh, at the best time he sees fit for us, which is going to be the best time for us. We just think sometimes that it should happen right now or we pray about something and we want it to happen right then, but it doesn't happen or it happens in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're now nowadays we're d- very demanding. It's like, we can't wait for anything. It's like, we want it in our hands as fast as we can get it. Um, so we, I, especially me, I mean, I don't know, I may be talking for y'all too, but uh, that that's something I could definitely work on and um, just, yeah work on it but you know i was this is kind of off that little subject but i was thinking like back in the the very beginning of eight where it's like how you have the the spirits in you and it's like it gives you life that really gives me encouragement because it's like even whenever you're in your lowest of lows or whenever you feel like everything is on top of you it's like i can't get out of this there's no way i can get out of this the spirits Mm -hmm. has set you free no matter if it's sin and it's to feel like oh he's never gonna forgive me for doing that like it's unfor- unforgivable. It's never unforgivable. That spirit, his spirit will set you free. That's yeah. 
I heard that it says it right there. But yeah, there was like a, I've heard a quote before. It's like, or it's it's something like that. But I really John, encouragement. John eight, Jesus says the truth will set you free. That's what it is. It was yeah. that term, yeah. yeah. Truth. That's also kind of goes with the spirits, like because when you when they're it in is the the truth. Body, it'll set you free. <laughs> yeah. That gives me encouragement. Even now, as like I'm getting older, I'm not like young, but I'm not old. I'm like just mm-hmm. right in the middle. I'm at 19, but it's just like. It's still you're still learning, even though you feel like you're old and everything. But it still gives me encouragement to this day. Yeah. Well, it keeps it fresh. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the uh, oftentimes in the podcast world, people will say content is king, and you never run out of Jesus content, and Jesus oh, is king. Cool. So content is king. Uh, you know, and he <laughs> always is. It's always fresh, and the Spirit keeps it that way. Mm-hmm. We have the the Spirit will never go against the Word of God because it is the Word of God. Uh, mm-hmm. But the spirit makes it, it's not cookie cutter. So the spirit working in your life today is different for you because you're at a different age. You're at a different journey. You're at a different spot uh, than I am. And so the spirit comes along and kind of, there's not a different inspiration or interpretation, but it's what you need for today. We can read the same text and it's got some little tidbit or nugget of information that maybe we didn't have five years ago or, you know, 20 years from now, we see it and it's still the truth. It's still the same truth, but man, mm-hmm. it just hits different as you young folks say, I think you'll <laughs> still say that. Occasional, yeah. on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you're saying, it hits different. Like, cause at certain ages, it's like when you're younger and you're still learning, like if, like when you're they're just becoming a Christian or younger, it's like, that doesn't hit as hard. But when you start learning more and you start reading more in the Bible, and like you start getting the more adult situations, that's when you start to express it more in your lives and you can see it more in your lives. And your guys are preparing for that right now. I want to make that clear. Like you may not be where I am, but you're preparing now that foundation. Mm-hmm. When I got diagnosed with leukemia, it was the VBSs and the Maywoods, which you're repping today on your T-shirt. Yeah. It's the, you know, the CYCs. It was those events that I went to in my spirit the spirit of God was nourished within me mm-hmm. that when the difficult times come, uh, we're not shaken at least as much. We, we have that foundation, like in the wise man and the foolish man, the storms of life come, it, mm-hmm. but it's what you you're founded in that makes the difference. And also too, is you have your friends and your family that can also help you with those storms and they, they can help you through the Bible and also just through, through the relationships you've, you've, you've obtained through that and it's just through that's really a big encouragement for when you're younger too just having those like friendships like with the, me you and eli and like ben and will and just all of the grown-ups we've learned uh from and like we've helped like get like get to where we are today so i've helped y'all been a big help trying to get our podcast started um, well it's helped out a lot because of course they have experience and they're also mm-hmm. oh a little bit older than us, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a really nice way of saying we're older, but yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. You guys are fighting a battle that I hope I never have to fight again. Uh, just the things that you guys deal with on a constant basis, things mm-hmm. that just you have to deal with, and and so there's no slight. You know, I'm not looking down on you because you're young. Like you, you shouldn't do that. Uh, you guys got different battles, and uh, we just mm-hmm. hope to be able to assist you guys with the wisdom that we've accrued uh, and hopefully never in a proud looking down way because man, you guys are, are, are in the middle of fight just like we are. And so we're comrades 
and we're just trying to get through that battlefield together. Mm -hmm. Cause we're all just on different levels. We're all experiencing different things. Like we could, like whenever you were experiencing leukemia, I was still in high school. So I was still experiencing things you experienced years ago and you're just on a whole new journey in your life. That's was testing your limits as a Christian. I feel like. And the crazy thing about it too, is everybody gets tested in different ways. Mm -hmm. Some people get tested harder than, um, than others, but it's, what you can handle like god's yeah. never gonna he's never gonna give you something that he knows you can't handle because or, or he he's can't. not gonna let something happen yeah he's he's gonna take you places but he's gonna be there with right. you that that oh, yeah. idea that he's yeah. with you along the way so that you learn to trust him more when there are mm -hmm. those times where yeah. i just don't know what to do i know that i can't do it mm -hmm. he shows up and says well, that's the first part of coming to know me is realizing that you can't do it all, but I can. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and move on because we've been rambling a lot, which is a good <laughs> thing, of course. Always good to talk about the Bible. But we'll move on here. Still in Romans 8, of course. We're going to – or I will be reading 18 through 30. Um, Romans 8, 18 through 30. Uh, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. For the creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's sons to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in the hope that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage to decay into the glorious freedom of God's children. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. Not only that, but we ourselves, who have the Spirit as the first fruits, we also groan within ourselves eagerly, waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Now in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. Because who, who hopes for what he sees? Now, if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken, unspoken groanings. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all the things work all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also pre predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he also justified, and those he justified, he also glorified. Oh man, that's that's some good stuff. There's a there's a mouthful there, yeah. <laughs> of good stuff. Yeah. But I, I think just to continue the theme, and and that's what you have to look for in the New Testament is these themes, the recurring themes. So it starts off with us. It starts off with Jesus, and then it goes to the individual. What is the Spirit doing for me as an individual? And then it makes its way out to the universe. It starts with the individual and expands this power, the Spirit, and so it goes all the way to creation. Uh, verse 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And I think about people sometimes, well, you know, I'm just going to ask God about that, you know, that struggle in my life that was so hard. 
And I think 18 kind of tells us that when we get to heaven, like it's going to be so amazing and awesome. A lot of that stuff, if not all of it, is going to be an afterthought. Like we're going to be overwhelmed by how great that is. Then you get into the creation. And I think of uh, the 10 plagues on Egypt. You know, he uses the creation to kind of bring that people to their knees to, to kind of bring the Israelites out of slavery. And they have all these plagues. Then they go to the promised land. It's actually in the name, y'all, the promised land. And then they question whether or not God can get it done. Yeah. We can't do it. It's the promised land, guys. It's in the name. You should trust that. But we do the same thing. God makes us right. these promises in Romans 8. We're like, we're never going to overcome this. And it's like, you're right. We don't. But he does. But then he tells us at the end of chapter 8 that we're more than conquerors. And then finally, this idea of predestination, and, and we won't have time to get into all of that. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is that those he justified, we've all, even people who don't believe, have justification on the table. Jesus died once for all. It's just we choose as Christians to accept the deal. Mm-hmm. Like we accept what Jesus did for us. Uh, he did it for everyone. It's just, do you accept it or not? And so this idea of predestination is, in my mind, and, and to oversimplify, I'm admitting that right now, oversimplification is that God wins. Yep. God's going to win. People get upset, you know, nervous about Revelation. But there's one real simple story in Revelation. God wins. And so he did this event through Jesus. It's on the table for us to participate and accept uh, and, and to be in Jesus, but it's really up to us. We choose our eternal destination. The predestined part is, is that this is going to happen. God is going to win. Mm-hmm. The people who've accepted that justification and have been sanctified are going to be with him one day. Uh, it's just, do we make the choice? Do we choose that for our lives? Because everybody, everybody's wanted to go to heaven. I mean, <laughs> it's not like, he predest he didn't he didn't die for everybody. He only mm-hmm. died for the people that wanted to. He died for everybody regardless of if they wanna if they wanna make it to heaven one day or not. Um it's just like you were saying, if they pursue it and um do everything in their power to follow what he says, then those are the ones that are gonna be rewarded um for the things he does or for the things that you've done um on earth. Um, I thought, so I see you're kind of talking about verse 18 where it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. Um, I also think of, like, that's a good way to think of things like, you know, like you were saying in heaven, um, you're not even going to think about those things because, um, it's going to be so great and wonderful. That's going to just be a thought that never really comes up again. Um, but, uh, this is what I kind of think about earthly um, whenever I mess up or something like that. I'm always like, man, why did, you know, why did God put me through this? I, I failed. Like, um, but then you think about, you know, he didn't even really put you through this. He just allowed it to happen because he knew you could handle it. Um, and you also think Jesus went through a lot more than we're ever probably ever going to have to do. I um, think about that about. With, with Paul. This isn't coming from somebody who hasn't suffered, you know, it'd be easy for me who've lived a cherry life, 
in the AC to go, well, your suffering yeah. really won't matter when it comes down. Yeah. This is Paul, like shipwrecked, yeah. bitten by a snake, which would have been enough for me. Storms, yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It gives me a lot of encouragement. Because um, I, was, I was thinking about this when we were reading 11 through 13, and then I was like, wait, that's where it's at. Because I didn't want to say it and like not really know where it was coming from. <laughs> but I love how even when we're praying and we don't feel like we're not like, we're not sure what to ask for or like what – how we can thank God, like He knows within, like the Spirit knows within us. He intercedes for us, and He tells God, like He needs help with this, or He He's struggling with this, and He's thankful for that you've gotten to this situation, or He's thankful for what you've done for Him. And a lot of times, it's hard to get those words out because you're you feel like you're so deep in sin. It's just like I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, and Pray then praying, and it's just like the Spirit intercedes for us. He helps get our words out to God because He knows what we're trying to say to Him. But it's just we can't. As humans, we're not perfect. We can't. We're not always emotionally. I don't know how to describe it. We're not always emotionally uh, able to say what we want to say. Yeah. Well, back to Paul, Romans seven. You mm-hmm. know, Paul forgot more about the Bible than we'll ever know. I mean, he's a brilliant. You know, Pharisee of Pharisee, Hebrew of Hebrews, and he says, "I cannot do it." Mm-hmm. And so Romans eight is a reminder of how little we actually do in the process. Like mm-hmm. we believe. We're baptized. We only do those things because he tells them, tells us to do those things. Like we don't, we didn't create those things. He said, mm-hmm. this is what makes you acceptable. And we simply buy into that. We do so little. He does all the heavy lifting. And so you're exactly right. Our flesh is weak. It's hostile towards God. But Romans 8 is about how God overcomes those things. He does all the work. We don't do really, we don't do anything that actually gets us anywhere yes the fruit of the spirit are good things that we do but he died for us before any of that happened so i like to say he did all the heavy lifting you know uh, baptism what really is that what part do i play in that mm-hmm. i accept mm-hmm. what he did that's all you gotta do and i do what he tells me to do <laughs> there's there's nothing for me to take pride in there like there's nothing i can mm-hmm. boast about oh I came up with baptism. No, you didn't. Oh, I came up with faith. No, you didn't. Uh, those are all things that God gave us out of his love. And if we just do those, I say simple. Simple doesn't all equate easy. But, man, God is for us, as it says at the end of the chapter. Who can be against us? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, you're talking about how, like, it's not um... – Everything's done by God. God's done the heavy lifting, but it's like even the Bible, it's like all breathed out through like God's words came from the human, like it came from the humans. And like Paul, when he wrote this, it was breathed out from God and God mm-hmm. helped him to write it. So that at one day, like 2000 years ago, over 2000 years ago, we could be reading this and in this podcast here so we could tell other people about it. Yes, sir. Predestination. I mean, I know that's not what we're talking about today, but it's like God predestined. Like it's nothing. He wanted us all to be in heaven. But it's our choice. It's the simple choice of like checking yes or no. Like in those little questionnaires, like check yes, check no. You just got to check yes and follow his word. It's the most easy thing because God's made it accessible for people in like third world countries. So you get far, you get miles and miles away. And also made it simple for those that can barely even like comprehend what they're trying to read because they may not be able to, be able to read or maybe it may, may not be in like a country with like a lot of funding and education. But God has made it simple for even like people like that that aren't as like rich. I say I, mean, I say we're rich, but we're not. We're rich compared to a lot of people in the world. 
works because right. we're able to get a good education, be able to have friends, have family, have a go to church every week. But I think God's predestined for everybody, even even for the ones that make it hard for them to do. But it's just easy for us, which is sad. I wish that everybody could have the choice that we have to be able to like worship God every, every day, not every day. But I mean, we do. It'd be good for us to worship God every day. But worship Him every Sunday and study about Him and learn more about Him without persecution. So I, that was my thing. I'll, I'll spare on that. Anything to add to that, Eli? Um. Anything? Because I know you're no, thinking on that point a few minutes yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think I drew a blank a little while ago, uh, <laughs> but okay. uh, we'll go ahead and. So, Travis, you just wrote a new book. We all know this. But yeah. for those who don't, why don't you tell the podcast a little bit about what it is? Well, uh, Whitney and I uh, wrote Reframing Hope, our journey through cancer adoption and love. Because uh, a few years ago in 2018, I was diagnosed with leukemia in the middle of a foster care situation. We uh, got two kids delivered to our home uh, in, on Easter of 2017, uh, and they've been here ever since. And so I spent four to five weeks in Huntsville Hospital, seventh floor, uh, getting my uh, immune system hammered uh, back to uh, little infant baby status uh, and then rebuilt uh, through chemotherapy. And so the book is about how God has been faithful uh, right back to Romans 8, you know, that when we knew that we could not do any more and we finally kind of sat back and said, all right, God, you're going to have to do this. He came through in the clutch and, uh, and I'm not a, I don't have that clutch gene. You know, you have those people who they want to be two outs, bases loaded down by three runs in the ninth inning. They, they love that situation. I'm not one of those people, but God always comes in the clutch. And so, uh, we wrote a book. Whitney is a tremendous author, and I just tagged along for the ride as per usual. Uh, and so we've got that in paperback. We've got a digital copy. You can pick it up there at benandtravis.com backslash books. Uh, and we'd love for you to check it out. Love for you to leave us a review. We're working on the audio version. For those of you that might prefer it in a podcast audio form, I know there are a lot of people out there that prefer it that way. Hope to have that maybe done by the end of the summer. Uh, and available, but you can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Books a Million, um, Barnes and Noble, uh, but you can find all those links at benandtravis.com backslash books. This is our first famous person on the podcast. You need to check on your definition of famous, maybe infamous. <laughs> hey. well, I'll check on the book. That seems, that seems really interesting, though. Yeah. It's a lot. It's like the moment we were talking about, like it's God puts you through trials and he helps you, I mean, all to have a big income, be, sorry, I'm sorry, have like a great outcome, which is, I mean, you have your leukemia is done and then your kids are not, or your kids that you were uh, going to just foster, not know that you're kids. That's yep. just, this is what yep. God can do in your life to. It really was one of those, we, we call it a Red Sea moment. You know, you, you've been brought yeah. through, you've had this great moment. God has done amazing things in your mm-hmm. life. We, and they get to the Red Sea and they're stuck between this massive body of water and probably the largest and best army on the planet. 
and you just mm-hmm. look around and you go, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and God says, be still. You just have to be still and I'm going to fight this battle for you. And uh, he did. And, you know, that looks different for other people. You know, I know there are people out there today who are struggling with cancer that don't have a great outlook. Mm-hmm. But with God, however it ends, the story doesn't end with death. It doesn't mm-hmm. end with continuing life. He carries us through, uh, even if it is the end of this life. Uh, death, where is your sting, as Paul would say. So uh, we enjoyed writing it. appreciate you guys letting me uh, plug it a little bit. But uh, if nothing else, pick it up and read what Whitney said, because she's an amazing author. Hey, see your wife. Uh, Go ahead, Eli. I was going to say, um, Travis can bet the fourth week of Maywood. So, if you can talk about it, he'll be able to tell you a little more about it there, too. And he might even, you might get lucky. He might even give you an autograph or something. I got, I'll have a box of books. Lord, be hey, great, with me. <laughs> and then you can cherish that. So, whenever it's the best selling book of the year, you'll be mm-hmm. right. You just never know. You yeah. never know. To God be the glory. <laughs> hey, thank you, Travis, for being on today. We appreciate it. And if you like, you want to hit with the outro, and then we'll. Uh... Um. Yeah. So we normally, before we close out things, we ask our guests uh, their favorite verse for like encouragement, because that's what our ours is based around. Ours is based around Ecclesiastes four twelve, the four twelve Christian podcast, and this is what it says. It says. And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. And so that's what our podcast is built around. So that's why we ask guests what that they their favorite verse would be um, to give other people. Um, so maybe they can be encouraged by it too. Yeah, so I we covered a bunch of them. Romans 8.1 mm-hmm. is one. Romans 8.18, oh, yeah. which I... Uh, had in my mind while I was doing a bone marrow biopsy. Do not Google that because it's kind of gross. But, uh, you know, when they were trying to figure out what kind of leukemia I had. But there's a verse that I go to, and it's kind of an odd verse when I'm feeling down, when I'm really kind of in the dumps, Uh, especially when, you know, people are being negative. And we have, you know, today, if you decide to be positive and have a good attitude, the world's still going to meet its quota of negativity. So choose to be positive. But Jesus himself... John chapter 2, at the end of chapter 2, going into chapter 3, which has a lot of people's favorite verse, verse 16. It says uh, on verse 24 of John 2, but Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. Jesus didn't put a lot of stock in what people said. And there are people who will say anything to you that you're going to listen to. Uh, and there were plenty of emotions that Jesus felt. He felt disappointment. He felt frustration. Uh, but he never let it get him to the point where his faith was destroyed by it. Uh, and we have a tremendous example in Jesus that I know what man is. And we all have weakness. And we all say things. I've said a ton of stupid things that I wish I could get back. Hopefully none today on the podcast. Yeah. Um <laughs> But, you know, Jesus pressed on. And I guess the, to put it in one simple quote, this too shall pass. Our great days 
There are days we feel like we just on fire, we got it under control. That's going to pass. We're not always going to be on the mountaintop. You know, we're going to go mm-hmm. to Maywood, mountaintop experience. But also the depths of the valley, that this too shall pass, that it won't be this way forever. I can remember thinking with leukemia, I'm always going to have this. I'm, all, I'm never going to get over this. And here I am four years, almost four years later in remission, uh, cured of it. And there were times where I thought, man, I'm never going to get through this. But, you know, God never, Jesus said he never forsake us. So, man, well, well, thank you for that. Um, I w- I'll definitely go back and look over that some more because that's very interesting to me. Um, and it's very encouraging. So I hope someone mm-hmm. else that is listening or watching can also maybe go back to that too while they're in the dumps uh, and maybe help them help encourage them just a little bit more. Um, but I'll go ahead and now send us with the outro. Um, thank, thank y'all for listening um, or watching. Of course, we always enjoy it. Um, if y'all have any questions, uh, please feel free to send them in, um, send them through Spotify or YouTube or wherever you're listening or watching um, or text one of us. Because I'm sure a lot of y'all that are listening or watching have one of our numbers or somebody's number that can get it to us. Um, Because our podcast, we we would like to start doing some podcasts where we just answer y'all's questions because we want to um, be able to uh, answer answer them and uh, just help y'all out spiritually because some of the questions will also challenge us spiritually too. So at the end of the day, it's going to help all of us out. Um, And that's really what we're pushing towards and what we want to accomplish because we know God would like that. Um, But um, if y'all don't have anything else, thank you, Travis, for being on. Wonderful podcast. Uh, You do a great job. Um, And y'all should definitely go listen to Helping Healing Humor um, because without them, helping us get this podcast started. Uh, we would not be where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, guys. Going. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. If you have any questions at all, uh, like you last said, send them in. And we'll answer them from our knowledge and from our Bibles. And we'll see you next time on the 412 Christian Podcast. <laughs>